The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Kevin here, joined by Pops, LJ, Uncle Tony. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's, what's, up? Up? what's up? We have gotten past the wild card weekend. Exciting. I guess, I'm sorry, the NFL likes it to be called the Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> uh, an exciting wild card weekend, but we move on. LJ, obviously, we're going to break down what happened this past weekend, but. The divisional round is the best weekend of football. Right? Easily, easily. It's the, you know, the eight best football teams are playing this week. You know, it's just good to see. Like, NFC and AFC championships are good because you get the final four, but this one you get multiple games. You get two days full mm-hmm. of football, and they're good games. I mean, last year, was it last year's divisional round tone uh, when we had, like, every single game was decided on the final play or something? I think Pretty close. Right. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. primetime is all NFC East all the time. <laughs> I mean, NFC beast, <laughs> am I right? From um, the least to the beast. <laughs> uh, do we? Let's just we'll just go chronological order here through the wild card weekend. So we'll start with uh, Seahawks 49ers. and for one half or most of one, no, for really the whole first half, they kind of looked like oh, Brock Purdy kind of looks like a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and Seahawks look frisky, and then. They exploded in the second half, went 48-23, behind Purdy throwing four touchdowns. Uh, Tone, what, what, what's the thing? I mean, is Purdy just that guy? Is, is it just kind of water finds his level and 49ers are that good team? What do you think of that game? I I thought the 49ers took it, uh, finally uh, did what they were supposed to do and took care of a very weak Seattle's defense. You know, Seattle's defense is one of the, the weakest ones remaining in the playoffs other than Miami, and then we'll talk about that game a little bit. But uh, uh, definitely um, uh, was what was supposed to happen. I, I think that was really more of the Seattle came back and came out, had a little juice, got all things going, but then San Francisco took over as they should have. And then Shanahan did what I think he does the best, and that's just, hey, who's our best player? Oh, Christian McCaffrey? Okay, let's get him the ball. Who's our Who's the next one? Debo, okay, yeah, let's get him the ball. Yeah. And Pops, Debo had multiple plays, which is the reason you long love Debo Samuel. And he has some of those plays where I don't know if he's the best receiver, but man, he's fun to watch, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you said one and two, that might be one and one A. That's right. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. I don't know which one for sure uh, is one, but it just look at the statue. You get McCaffrey has uh, 119 rushing yards, Samuel has 166 total yards. I mean, just the, the key guys, and maybe that's Brock Purdy realized because he was kind of sailing some balls earlier. And I wonder if Shanahan kind of went to him and was like, "Hey, you, we don't have to be fancy here. You got two really good players. Just give them the ball in mm-hmm. space. They're going to make your stats look really good." 
Well, and jumping to something later, you heard Troy Aikman talking about Dak Prescott last night, which I know we'll talk about. I think the game is fast, you know, for for all quarterbacks at first. And and I thought Troy Aikman did a good job explaining that. We'll probably get into it. But for Brock Purdy, especially a rookie, probably took him a little time to settle down. But two observations from this game I did want to bring up. One, uh, they put a graphic up during the game. Did you realize that the teams that play San Francisco are 0 and 15 the next week? Jeez. I mean, that tells me that San Francisco is a physical, physical football team. And Debo Samuel Samuel certainly plays physical. That defense, I think they're the number one defense left in the playoffs. Um, I think think that they just wore on Seattle. I think they beat them down. Uh, eventually, and and that's what I think San Francisco is the better team, but I think that physicalness just what I think, kind of beat them. Well, down. that does play to the the second half being a totally different uh, brand of football too. I mean, you just yeah. can't afford to get tired against the Niners, and you also can't not get tired against the Niners. So, <laughs> well, and one of the most underrated parts yeah. of them is like as great as Debo is, he blocks his ass off. Yeah. We all know Kittle blocks his butt off. Brandon Ayuk is one of the more underrated receivers. I think. If it wasn't for Debo Samuel being so awesome, we'd probably be talking a lot about Brendan Ayuk. And he does the same. They block downfield. They block – I mean, they just mm-hmm. play a physical brand of football. And if you're not ready for 60 minutes of it, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they scored 18 in the fourth and 25 in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, I think – is it clear to say NFC, the most talented roster, is probably San Francisco, LJ? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would definitely say Would so. you say they're your favorite? As yes. of right now, I mean, yeah, I would say that they're or, who I like to see is the NFC uh, uh, representative for sure. I mean, they're I, the Giants are the only team that I just can't see making it, but you know, they're hot. Who knows? But uh, if I had to pick the number one team, it wouldn't be hard for me to say the Niners for sure. Does anyone want to say? I mean, I think the other one would be probably the Eagles, but I just think we haven't seen the Eagles look like the Eagles of earlier mm-hmm. this year in a few weeks. Was, so Jalen's a little bit hurt still, too, right? He, after last week during their last game, he said it, he said it was still hurting when he threw or yeah. something. So, that's that's a bad thing off, for a quarterback. So. Yeah. It, not it, ideal. It only it hurts when I throw, coach. Yeah. That's not back in there. <laughs> well, don't do that. Uh, yeah. uh, was there any other takeaways from this game or we move on? I mean, just well, I, I think one other just, real ahead, quick Fox. one. Um, do y'all notice Pete Carroll chews like a momentous amount of gum yes. during a game. Yes. And he doesn't always close his mouth when he chews. And so it made me think, I don't know who's on the other side of those headphones when, when he's got that mic right there. But, oh, my God, can you imagine just the smacking? <laughs> and I bet you're right. That would annoy the piss out of me. Yeah. Mm. He – um I, I I really went to that game as a, as a betting man going – well, nine and a half is supposed to be rainy and nasty, and then it looks sunny as all get out watching that game. It didn't. I don't know what if I just got the wrong forecast there, Tony. Did you think it was going to be rainy too? Yeah, it was supposed to be, but they they changed the forecast right at the last minute, the thirty six hours before yeah. the atmospheric river that was supposed to be going over San Francisco moved to the to the south, and they were fine the there for a while. Just just have the power to do that. I wish they'd you know make it snow less up here a little bit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, you can't control an atmospheric river. Uh, okay, okay. It's, it's same as lift jump shot. To, you can't control you, it. You can only, only hope to contain it. it. <laughs> That's often said about lift jump yeah. shot. Uh, let's get to the Saturday night nightcapper and a really fun oh, game. Yeah, the Chargers yeah, yeah. go up at 27 to 0. Wow. And then 
Chargers going to charge her, and they somehow <laughs> find a way to blow this. Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions to start the game, and then comes back to win this game. LJ, call me crazy. I think it actually helped Trevor Lawrence to have those interceptions just bam, 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 sure. right back to back. Yeah. Because he was able to kind of just go, well, fuck it. I mean, I can't get worse. Like, if <laughs> yeah. you have it throughout the game, you might get rattled. And I think yeah. he's like, hell, I mean, now we're just playing, we're just playing house money. We already lost. Right. Let's just throw this thing around. It's kind of like uh, kick an extra point. Sometimes you got to. I was going to say that's oh. right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, wow. we'll get to extra points. <laughs> said but yeah, that. no, I think I think the the deal is is the Chargers. There was only one way to lose that game, and they found it. They goddamn it, they found it. And they always mm. will. They're just really good at it. Well, and they fired uh, Joe Lombardi or Lombardi? Is it Lombardi? Lombardi, yeah. I think. Yeah. Lombardi got fired. Their offensive coordinator. But even I'm watching part of the game and. It, I bet I bet going, I'm going to bet on Brendan Staley and not Doug Peterson, who's won a Super Bowl. That was hindsight being 2020. Like, that didn't seem smart. Don't but overthink it, Kevin. Plays. Don't overthink it. <laughs> they're up. They're up by, and even when it's like 27-7, they're doing stuff where they they barely ran the ball. Eckler only ran 13 times, but he also wasn't running very well. Mm. But they're calling plays. Like, when you got that big lead, I'm not saying you need to turtle up and just play super conservative, but let's go ahead and snap it at one second on the play clock. They were still snapping it like 18 seconds on the play clock. Yep. And I just – Brandon Staley might be a really good defensive coordinator, but, man, he's not a head coach. And uh, is the chance of Sean Payton with the with the Bolts alive, or is, are they going to bring Brandon Staley back, Tony? I know you're kind of our uh, they, Nostradamus here. <clears throat> they came out and, and gave a vote of confidence to Brandon Staley, but I, I just don't understand that. I, I think that, that always if, works out well when they say yeah, we don't die. Yeah, the uh, Chargers – Used to be a small market team and didn't have the kind of power that that they did. But being in LA, I think that has changed. And um, the the thing I, I I wonder, you know, Joe Lombardi. Unless Joe Lombardi is the guy that decided in the fourth quarter, let's continue to use Joshua Kelly, even though the game is getting tight, rather than Austin Eckler. You know why Joshua Kelly was in on the next to last drive? I'll never know. When you've got arguably the best running back, the best pass catching running back, in 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 the football right now, possibly in NFL history. And if that was Joe Lombardi, then yeah, he needs to go. That's your if, fault. <clears throat> we'll see yeah. when the, the final bell goes. Mark's fucked pretty good. Um, <laughs> and by the way, the Bonehammers had both of them when they won championships. But, um, oh, good God. Yeah. It's got to be about the Bonehammers every time. <laughs> I thought I'd drop that in there. But here's the thing. I, so many poor decisions. I, that's got to come back to the head coach. It wasn't – it's just poor to say, I, fire your offensive coordinator when you scored 30 points. Defensive coordinator, sure. Uh, and a head coach, absolutely. But well, I just don't get that. Receptions, yeah. you know? So, Tony, Tony, yeah, <laughs> let, get it. let's play a little blame pie here. Where are, you, right. where are you shifting the blame here in this game then? It came to decisions. Yeah, it's head coach. Head coach. Did Joe Lombardi decide to play Mike Williams in the third, fourth quarter no. in the previous game? Was that Joe Lombardi? I if mean, he did, the head coach should be fired for letting him. And, and so it's <laughs> yes. just ridiculous. I that it, the more and more I talk about it, the more fired up I get. It just comes down <laughs> to decision making. I haven't seen this poor decision making for a, a good, a, a talented team uh, since uh, Jason Garrett. Poor decisions with a talented team. They should have done so much more with this team. Should have done more. Well, and I feel like that's every year. Aren't we saying that every year? Yeah, I was about to say poor Keenan Allen has seen that his entire career. Anthony Lynn. You know, we really liked that guy. Was it it Vance Joseph before him? Because then Joseph Mm -hmm. went to the Broncos? Or was it Anthony Lynn and then Brandon Staley? 
Anthony Lynn than Brandon Staley. I I'm think so. Sure. Yeah. So I think Vance Joseph was before. Same thing. So I, the I, GM I, should be fired. If he didn't go, so gonna, I, I think you're going to hear me say this uh, throughout this pod, and it was what Shanahan did well. And then, and Tony, I think this is exactly what you were saying. Sure, Joshua Kelly might be good at running between the tackles or something, but it's the playoffs. Just get your best guy the ball. And I, I just want to go down with my best guy with the ball. And if I go down, at least I went out swinging with the best guy. I mean, Pops, where, on your blade fire, are you just saying head coach? Or what was your thoughts from this game in general? No, I, I think I think they fired the wrong the wrong person. I mean, they fired they've not only the offensive coordinator, they uh, fired the passing game coordinator slash quarterback coach. And again, y'all made a reasonably good point. They scored 30 points. I mean, maybe – Maybe you're looking at the wrong, but you're, it's the head guy. I mean, I I would not want to be a Chargers fan knowing Staley's coming back. I'm not sure. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not sure. I'm glad McCarthy's coming back, but I would <laughs> rather have McCarthy than Brandon Staley. And I'm not saying Staley's a bad guy, but I just think he's a bad football. I just coach. don't think he's a head coach. I just don't, I just don't think, think he's a head, head coach. coach. So we got into this realm where McVeigh was so good at so young. I think everybody wanted to get the next good young coach, and these yeah. Brandon Staley, I think, is a good young coach. But it takes a long – I think you get these veterans because they've seen it and dealt with a lot. They kind of – like they've seen other guys screw up. They kind of get like, oh, okay, so this is what it takes to be a head coach. And sometimes I think you get these these wide-eyed, bushy-tailed in there, and they just don't really know what all it – like Levy Smith might not be the coordinator that uh, Staley is, but he's just – he knows how to be a head coach. He knows how to run an organization better. And I, that, that, again, frustrated me just because I think the Chargers waste away a lot of talent. now. The Jaguars. I don't know why I didn't see this stat before the game, but LJ, your boy Trevor Lawrence, in his life, has never lost on a Saturday. Never. True. That's interesting. Wow. He's yeah. only lost to co- he's lost in the championship in college, but that was on a Monday night. When do yeah. they play next he's week? Never hmm. on a Saturday. Oh, they play the interesting. On a Saturday. Hmm. Do we'll get into our picks for the game, but pops, I just want to ask you: Do the Jags? Can they make noise, or is this this is the the best the year could get? Like, can do they even have a challenge against the Chiefs? Oh yeah, no, they play the Chiefs next game. No, they're done. Saturday, I really though. think they're done. Saturday I, Magic. Well, we'll see. But <laughs> I, I mean, I hear you. That's an interesting stat. But um, you know, hell, Trevor Lawrence may still be hung over from this big waffle order, <laughs> Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. Order. So, so I saw a have TikTok in Waffle House, but I think you you know what he ordered. Or yeah. what? You've done some yeah. digging. We've had well, no, I just stuff. saw this online, and he said what his Waffle House order was. It was a Texas bacon cheesesteak with hash browns and a pecan waffle. I mean, he, he's going to be lethargic next Saturday <laughs> eating all that. Jeez. Kevin, I mean, you tried to eat what twenty five waffles at a sitting one time. I was going for twenty four. I was going for twenty four in one sitting. Did not get How'd that. Go. Did not get okay. Yeah. But I can tell you, was lethargic the next day. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move over to one, Sunday. One. Oh, what's that, John? One final comment about this game. Yeah. And we talked about playing the blame game on this, and so I tweeted, I texted this out. I you could we talked earlier uh, this year about a player costing the team a game because he removed his helmet. Yep. Yeah. And so DJ Moore earlier removed his helmet and got and was so excited. Joey Bosa lost his freaking mind. You know how much I love the Bosa family. Yeah. They (laughs) and 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 so so let me the the whole thing is this: lost his cool, got the unsportsmanlike penalty. They took the the extra yard, went for two, got it. That's what made the one-point difference at the end of the game, right? There are plenty of other mistakes to happen to, to get there. But sure. 
That was the last one. He comes out the next day and does he say, I'm sorry, lost my cool. That never should have happened. I don't play. He comes out and says, excuse me, I was playing on half a leg. Well, fuck you. You know, don't play at all. Right. If if you saying because you got half a leg, you're out there getting unsportsmanlike, not one, but two unsportsmanlike conducts and crying your ass off. Get off the field, man. Get off the field. And so I, that was just a bad mistake on the playing field and a bad mistake afterwards. And I know LJ made some <laughs> he great doubled comments. Down. <laughs> he doubled down. But, you know, for what happened with uh, last week with that guy pushing the. Uh, trainer right. for that for the team, the Green Bay, Green yeah. Bay. You know he came out and did the right thing. Joey Bosa mm-hmm. came out and said, "I was playing on half a leg. You shouldn't blame me." Well, whatever. <laughs> it was just terrible. Well, and then he terrible. even kind of he even kind of had a comment. I don't remember the exact quote. Maybe I can pull it up. But he had a comment about how the refs had it out for him. And yeah, I can't. Yeah, if I talk to did, them, you, then it's a forty thousand dollar fine. But if they don't like me, then they can make a bad call and then go back to the locker room and say, "I got that asshole." No matter what happens. Yeah, he's like he said the refs are probably wow. back there saying, "I got that asshole." I'm like. You know what? Sometimes you screw up and you are the asshole. Yeah. You got to look in the mirror and go, "My bad." Like, yeah, I mean, I, if I, the refs are out to player. get you, then be less stupid. Like that's just that was just a dumb mistake. Like, <laughs> Here's an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LJ, yeah, I'm with. The, I mean, you brought up how yes, the Green Bay Packer made a mistake uh, on weeks 18, mm-hmm. but he came out right after and was like, "Yeah, I, I mean, hand up, I screwed up, I mm-hmm. made a mistake, cost my team." I can. I mean, I don't want you to make mistakes ever. I mean, I, I, I right. those kind of bonehead plays, but it's going to happen. I, I mm-hmm. what, Bosa could have gained a lot more respect in my book if he came out and said, "I just simply have to keep my composure. I can't yeah. do that." Even yeah. if I think the ref screwed me, and even if they did screw you, you can't do that. You just yeah. you, you might have cost your team the game right there. Yeah, because they can't call you for a penalty you didn't commit. At least that one. Uh, you know, you have to have done it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, another observation <laughs> since you brought that up. Um, so, uh, do you see that uh, the the quarterback Trevor Lawrence he scored that? Uh, I guess I don't know if it's a two point conversion or a quarterback sneak on a touchdown, but he just sticks his big paw over, right? Yeah, yeah he just paws. Yeah, he it just, just sticks the big paw over, and I think that was when he was just one yard out, which will yeah. come into play later. Yeah, uh, when we talk about <laughs> right. this, um, but. I guess he just got a big old hand and just sticks yeah. that one hand over and gets the touchdown. I thought that yeah. was a very good play, but I thought, wow, I probably would have used both hands. Yeah. Um, but he but got away with it. Get it right over. I mean, it was it was pretty quick. I mean, it's, he takes it up and just kind of goes pop. I know. And then pulls it, it back. Yeah. I thought that was I mean, was it's a good thing he's got like a six foot four wingspan. I mean, that was that just looked easy. Where do we where do we stand on the Trevor Lawrence for you? I know you've been kind of anti Trevor Lawrence. Oh, I don't want to like him, but I kind of like him. I mean, he he okay. he wins games. He uh, he loses games gracefully, but then he wins them, you know, pretty, pretty damn well when he wants to. And uh, he seems like a pretty good guy. I just I guess I'm starting to like him. Dang it. Yeah, that's <laughs> He went up my book when he ten cups it and goes to Waffle House after a big win. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Texas no, making cheesesteak, baby. Yeah, that's pretty like big. That. Scattered, like smothered, it. covered. <laughs> I, like I love it. to see it. I like it. Let's go to the Dolphins Bills game. The Bills get the win. Mm. So if you threw them in your uh, money line parlays or whatever you got there, but they only won by three, so I might have screwed some teasers over mm-hmm. for the people out there. But I, I have to say, well, and I, there, there is a little bit of the bills that scares me with Josh Allen gets a little reckless at times, but I want to give a little shout out to just the dolphins and, and Mike Daniel and Skylar Thompson, because they, it went down 14 zero quick and it had all the makings of 
well, we don't have our quarterback and we're just going to, we're in Buffalo. It's just going to be a bad. And they fought back and made this a game. Mm-hmm. Tony, what was your thoughts watching that Dolphins Bills game? It was just that. And so I started relaxing this. Oh, okay. This is going to go fine. This is what this is supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. I can, you know, I'll have another beer and not worry about my four game parlay. <laughs> And because uh, it's no longer a six game parlay because what the Chargers did. So um, <laughs> I uh, but um, I was watching that. And then all of a sudden, uh, Miami just played and the Bills uh, almost pulled the Chargers. And they just kind of started being lackadaisical. And turnovers are the great equalizer. There's just no doubt about it. Turnovers are the great equalizer. And the Bills let a, a, a less than, unless you're Chargers, <laughs> Chargers. That's right. It let a, a more a less talented team stay in the game with them because of turnovers. I'm trying to look and see what the final turnover tally was. It was uh, three turnovers for the Bills to two, two for the yeah. Dolphins. But does it, LJ? Are we? Are you scared at all with? I, Josh Allen just does this. Where I you want to call him a gunslinger, wherever you want to call him. He just – it's almost like you almost know like there's going to be one or two plays in the game where he's going to throw the pick or the fumble. And usually he makes up for it, but I, it just that, that that's going to blow you a game against a team that's not the Dolphins, right, El? Yeah, and I think that uh, next week they've got a game, uh, a rematch of, of sorts. Uh, Big one. That game's going to be fun. Denver Cincinnati is yeah. going to be uh, fun. And I think the one thing that you can – you know, so if you've got a gunslinger on your side, you can always look at a deficit and know we've got a shot here. Um, so that's good for a team. And that defense is really good at getting takeaways too. So it does even out for the most part for them. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would be a little bit nervous about it. But I, I, if I'm a Bills fan right now, and you know, I kind of am obviously, um, then I'm, I'm feeling like we're, we're looking good. You know, this could be a good game. This is, this is a good team. This, they've got a real shot at this. And you're looking at Mahomes. You know, it's, you're waiting to see what that, whether he's ready to play you. Well, better not look too far, too far. No, ahead no, no, I home. agree. There's a guy named Joe Burrow who's going to come into Buffalo. There's a bunch of people a in uh, in orange jerseys that are going to be ready to play. That's for sure. Tony, what do you think? Are you worried about the Bills moving forward? I mean, they're one of the favorites for a lot of people to make it to the Super Bowl, and I just think it's coming, no, there's two tough games coming for half of them. No, because it's been such a chaotic ride for them. You kind of had to think there was going to be a little bit of a letdown. I was – in all honesty, I was a little more concerned about that spread than I was the San Francisco spread uh, because it's such a roller coaster. You have that, uh, you know, uh, Hamlin incident, game gets canceled, so much emotion their last week of the regular season. Uh, and then to come into this, it's just hard to get back on an even keel and play professional football, which in playing professional football, you've, you've got to be able to have some emotion, but you've got to be able to control it. And I think they, you could just kind of see that their their firecracker just wasn't lit, I guess is the best way to say it. And they had some bad things happen, and all of a sudden they just couldn't they couldn't sleepwalk through that game. And luckily for them, they woke up. But so as far as that game is concerned, I'm I'm not worried about them the rest of the playoffs. We'll, we'll talk about matchups here in a little bit, but uh, especially this weekend, Cincinnati's got the one that's got the most to be worried about, I think, with all their injuries. But uh, um, I, I, I'm not concerned about the Bills because of this particular game. Pops, are you in the same boat there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Tony makes a really good point. I, I guess I thought they would still be riding that emotional high. And, I mean, they were playing a third-string quarterback that looked like he was in high school last week. I, you know, he didn't have great stats, but he did look a little more composed. Uh, I, will, I will give him that. But, 
Um, I, I would say I'm still a little concerned. I do want to understand more about the Cincinnati injuries when we get ready to talk about that next game. But, uh, but yeah, I'm a little worried about Buffalo. I just find that and this is not me going to go, this quarterback's as good as Josh Allen. But if Dak Prescott has those same plays that Josh Allen had this past week, we're not going, oh, that's just Josh Allen and the gunslinger. We're saying this is the big problem with Dak Prescott. I, it just is interesting to me that that conversation doesn't get had about Josh Allen. Am sure. I out, of, out on that? I mean, what, what do you think on that, Pops? How many interceptions has Josh Allen thrown this year? League leading, I think. I think it's him at um, – No, league, league, him at the league leader's like, Dak, and he's okay. been out five games. So Right, I think they're pretty – they're like one and two, but there is one that's been – It was Derek Carr until he got benched. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm Let's just – see. I'm thinking Josh Allen. It's Josh – right now yeah. I'm seeing Josh Allen has 16, Davis Mills 15, Dak 15. Oh. So I, I guess he was then, right? Also, Maybe I misread That's also it. with – and you and you were saying this, Pops, but that's also with Dak's played five fewer games than Josh Allen has. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. But per I game, it's Dak at one point one five. Josh Allen's number five per game. He just, I, I think it's it's, and Josh Allen's better than Dak. I'm not saying Dak is possibly better than Josh Allen. I just don't. Th- I don't think that's true at all. But it just does feel like there's a little bit different narrative around the two to me. Um, who the Bills have next is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals, who had. What is just a typical? It was an AFC North battle against the Ray. It was John Harbaugh doing John Harbaugh things, and they just battled with the Bengals. And really, it turned on Huntley trying to pull a Trevor Lawrence, and he tried to <laughs> take the sneak and put the ball up, mm-hmm. fumble, and it turns into a touchdown—a fourteen-point swing, basically, right there. Uh, Tony, what you, that that play looked a little too familiar with me. I, I didn't like it. Yes, it, yeah, it looked very it looked familiar. Oh, it was it was scary. Uh, but uh, you know, as, as soon as it happened, I'm like, "Is that a fumble? Is that a fumble?" And next thing you know, old old man Hubbard is running down the field, and uh, and they they carry him into the end zone. You thinking, "Wow, that's the ball game." I mean, that's literally the ball game, and uh, uh, and uh, just amazing. That was. Uh, one of those plays you can't again you, you just ne- you can't predict turnovers and to have that happen and go 98 yards the other way yeah. amazing and you just it just felt like you knew once once that happened and the way this game was played and it was basically every single point yeah. matter every first down matters and you haven't played that big yep it was like well yeah. it's going to be hard for the ravens to overcome that and they couldn't yeah and did, i will say did. this they, oh yeah. sorry go ahead Lee. Well, I was just wondering, did anybody like me think there might have been a little block in the back on that return? And I was I was worried yeah. about – I think looking at it, it wasn't. I don't think it yeah. was at all. And I thought that the, the, the ref showed great restraint in not calling yeah. that. But it did look like it at first, I thought. Who was that that was chasing after him? Um, uh, I don't I can't remember who it was. It was Mark, it was, uh, Mark Andrews. I, it was yeah. an all-time ever play. That's one when you watch the film, you go – Look at Mark because he probably wasn't going to catch him, but by God, he's going to give it all he yeah. got. And I think that's why I yeah. fell because, which I don't reach full speed ever anymore. But when you reach full <laughs> speed, I think you get that where you start to fall a little bit and you're leaning a little. And so he started to fall. And you could tell the Bengals guy was like, please do not let me be a block in the back here. Start raising his hands yeah. up. Yeah. Um, he, so that LJ, was the fastest. I, he, just real quick, ahead. that's fastest Mark Andrews has ever run in his NFL career at 20.72 miles per hour. He was moving. He was, he, he was mean, picking them up and putting them yeah, down, baby. Yeah. Fast. That's winning type plays. I, I mean, I was, well, I was watching it and I was like, wow, I just, I love that from Mark Andrews. That's big yeah. time. Uh, He's a great player. LJ, so 
I feel like I might be talking a little out of two sides here because with the Bills game, I'm, I was like, oh, this close game kind of makes me worried. And the Bengals just barely beat the Ravens on a backup quarterback, and I'm not saying I'm concerned. But I think it's just because these two teams just – they play tight games. They yeah. just The Ravens defense knows how to play the Bengals offense, and they just play tight games. I don't think I saw any fatal fall flaw from the Bengals except for what Tony kind of alluded to. Might be some injuries up on the front there. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, the big difference here is Tyler Huntley, I think, was playing his mind out. He was actually playing a really good game. He played great. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, That's what made me feel so bad about that fumble because he mm -hmm. played a really good game. I know. Me and Andrew were watching that game. We were talking about, like, I don't know, like, what teams are looking for quarterbacks because if Jackson's back next year, can somebody scoop him up? And, yeah, you know, I don't know. If one fumble probably doesn't cost you that much, but it could. That's, That's a big deal. Yeah, but but yeah, so I think uh, the Bengals, the Bengals should be pretty happy that they came away with a dub on that one. And it's, again, not something to be too stressed about. Your team is what your team is supposed to be, I think. I think there's possibility, Tony, that and it's not the same effect, because as uh, Pops alluded to, no one's won the week after playing the 49ers. But I think playing the team like the Ravens, who just they kind of play, especially in that game. It was going to be tough for either team to have to play the following week because it's just a tough football game. Physical. And. Mm -hmm. What are we looking at on the injury front with the Bengals? I know they already were missing the right side of their offensive line they, going into the game, right? They lost the left. So I can't believe they've, they've – the last thing I checked today is they're still listing him as questionable. Now, they haven't – if I Who think is he? the left tackle um, – Jonah Williams. That, Williams uh, dislocated kneecap. Now, I – that never heard real of, question. I think, yeah. I think it's one of those. I've like, never heard of anybody questionable. being able to come back after they dislocated a kneecap, but uh, they haven't ruled him out officially. So that would be the left tackle, right tackle, and right guard. Wow! From the starting five. Okay, that changes my pick. Yep. Start of the starting five of the league's worst pass protection offensive line. <laughs> so not only mm. is it and, and, and actually not the league's worst. I mean, it's, it was in the bottom 10. I think they actually got a little better this year, but um, who was their number one there? Yeah. Well, Jonah Williams. So, yeah, so that's, that's the thing to look they have Williams for. And then they picked up Collins and Lyle Collins in the office. Lyle Collins went hurt. down. He's and went then their down. guard who I can't think of their name at the moment, but he's out. Yeah. So it's going to be really I'll difficult. just throw this out there. We don't have to do near as much athletically for a podcast, but if I dislocate my kneecap, I'm out one week at least. Yeah, yeah. at least Easily. even for the podcast. Even yeah, for the podcast. Even, no, the podcast. Yeah, even <laughs> for this, y'all gonna have to go without me for at least yeah. a week. Maybe we could reevaluate in two well, weeks, but it I, won't be questionable. Yeah, and I well, let's, I wanted to kind of go back, and I, I I forgot to say this on Tyler Huntley's play. I thought the the commentators did a great job because Tyler got a little bit. He he. It was in between. It was kind of like watching Lyft go up for a rebound. He <laughs> he couldn't jump, and when he 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 couldn't jump, and so he went up, and and they said he was in great position. The play was called for a quarterback sneak to go under because the their line the lineman dove down for them to go, him to go through, but he decided to go up, and his lineman cut his feet out from under him, and so he kind of just ended up like just kind of leaning rather than jumping and going over. And so when he leaned into it, that's what put the ball perfectly for somebody to swat it out. And so uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great call. And when you that's look true. at the replay, it's like, yep, that's right. He, if he'd have just dove under, he probably makes it. 
but he made a decision to try to go over and the his offensive linemen were like, well, dude, we're on your feet. Yeah. So and so he kind of tried to, lean, to lean into up. the end zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up, but it doesn't show it here. But I mean, the difference in Trevor Lawrence and Tyler Huntley doing that is one is six one and one is six foot six. Yeah. And I believe the hand sizes are Trevor Lawrence is a ten inch hand, and I don't know what Huntley's didn't show up because I don't know if he was at the combine. But well, uh, and, and notably, right, it, just, Trevor Lawrence had to go three feet. Tyler Huntley had to go six feet. Right. Right. And yeah. again, as a Razorback fan, I can tell you, and I think, uh, unfortunately, KJ Jefferson had to learn this the hard way. You don't do the Superman dive from the four yard mm-hmm. line. Let's <laughs> wait till you're on the inches <laughs> yep. to do that one. Yeah. It you can know. derail a season as Uncle Tony <laughs> put yeah. on the, And it yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't try to dunk from the free throw line. Uh, unless I you're think I skipped this because mm-hmm. this was the middle game. But Our and, Doc and Jay. Mom, Doc Jay almost did it. But. Earmuffs, mother, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Vikings fan. But it was the, it, you know, usually when a pick gets right, you like to be happy about it. But I knew this pick was going against mom and the Giants just, the Vikings. Do, so, LJ, were the Vikings just who we thought they were, as Denny Green would say? Or the Giants, they show you a little something extra, extra. Uh, a little bit of both. I I didn't think the Giants would be able to pull it off, um, but in hindsight, uh, you know, maybe I Kirk Cousins is uh, Kirk Cousins, and uh, maybe there's a reason that his only playoff win is like one of the named games in playoff history. So yeah, um, maybe he's just yeah, maybe he's not a great playoff quarterback. I don't really know why he's not a great playoff quarterback, but well. Tony, what that throw, they have fourth and whatever it is, fourth and eight. Fourth and, throw, and, eight. and I heard him talk about it afterward, and he said he thought this timer in his head was coming up, and he just thought, I'd at least rather get it out to someone than get sagged. Yeah. But you, throw it, you don't throw it past the sticks, and Hawkinson played a great game. I wish someone would have said that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. People were listening last <laughs> week. But Hawkinson had a great game, but you don't throw it short of the sticks, and it wasn't like he had room to run. He, threw, he has a guy on his back when he catches it. And that's kind of the Kirk Cousins plays where I'm like, I just know one of those bonehead is bonehead plays are in there. And then we, you texted in our group text, but also uh, Justin Jefferson disappeared in quarters two through four. Mm, disappeared. What were your thoughts watching that game? Yeah, that was it. And um, I, I don't know for some reason uh, the Vikings quit running the football, and I don't know why they did. Um, and and then um, it was just. So I, to me, the difference in the game was that and it, th- that was a, a poor decision in the last of the game. But um, uh, Daniel Jones running the football mm-hmm. was and 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 people have talked about it here. He he doesn't. He's not in the top two or three, but he's not in the bottom two or three either. He's he's very effective running football, and I think the Vikings were not prepared for that. And he made some critical first downs to keep drives alive. And I, I thought he did a great job with that. And I, to me, that was the difference maker in the game is that Minnesota when, did not compensate for that. We were talking about uh, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott's interceptions. Daniel Jones has thrown the least interceptions of anybody in the league. Well, and that's been the, the day ball has changed his career. Cause mm-hmm. that was his problem was he showed you a few flashes, but he just always fumbled it through picks like crazy. Mm-hmm. And this year he does not turn the ball yeah. over. And I'll tell you, he really has made a fan of me. Like, I, Daniel me Jones is a good quarterback, and I think he's tough. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He's got a decent arm. I like Daniel Jones a lot, and I think his teammates like him. Yeah, Please. and so, yeah, this is the stat, I think, that, that sets up the game. He had 17 rushing attempts. 17. 
Barkley had nine. Yeah. 17 rushing attempts for 78 yards. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive. And uh, that just the number of attempts is, is impressive. And it's so more than Dalvin Cook had as the only running back on that team. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I'm. I that was a very impressive performance by Daniel Jones, and that, that to me is what won I, the game. I don't think the Vikings lost the game. I, I think Daniel Jones just went out and won that game. Yeah, I mean, pops. I saw you nod with the Daniel Jones stuff. Are you kind of that same? I mean, you, yeah, well, you just I think made a fan out of me. I think uh, Daniel Jones is, is going to get paid, and you know, I think yeah, uh, he, the, that 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 uh, contract just keeps going up. That, that like contract went up, but. But I wanted to say, when y'all were talking about Cousins, I would say, now, that last pass notwithstanding, I don't know what other options he had. That that seemed yeah. like a poor decision. I'd have to go look at the field, see if he had other options. But I thought, in all, Cousins played pretty good. I thought that Minnesota defense did not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They they good really point. showed me they, they're just not a very good defense. Um, From the first Giants drive, they, they were moving the ball. And, off early and often again. And, and, uh, yeah, and, and I think also I think the Giants that Dayball, you know, I, I said Shanahan coach of the year last last week, and I, I guess that's a regular season award, but Dayball is certainly right there with that because they took Jefferson out of the game and I and I think that was they schemed him out of the game, double covering every uh every route where he turned. They had another guy there and and uh I mean that he's a hell of a weapon and and Maybe O'Connell, isn't it O'Connell, O'Donnell, who's the coach? Kevin, Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell, maybe somebody should have figured out a way to, to get to get Jefferson loose. Or I mean, well, you still got Thielen, you got Dalvin Cook, you've got you've got some some tools there. That's why, yeah. If we're doing the blame game, I probably should shift less from Kirk Cousins and more over to O'Connell because the and Tony, we didn't even talk about it, but I know you texted it to us the. Third and one play where they decided they're going to do a double pass and throw it back to Kirk Cousins where he doesn't even have blockers. You're just getting too cute. Mm-hmm. And then I do think the defense probably made an adjustment on Justin Jefferson, but it just seemed like he quit. He was getting targeted like crazy early and then just kind of disappeared. Disappeared. And Jefferson's well, that. I don't care if they're bracketed. I don't care. I'm getting Justin Jefferson the ball. Well, I'll say this. So if I told you that Justin Jefferson had nine targets and seven receptions, how many yards would you think he had? You would think he'd be creeping close to 100. More than he had. I feel like. 47 yards. Woo. So yeah. what that tells you is I, I think the Giants did a phenomenal job in game planning. Play him deep. Give him soft zone coverage. And and, and maybe they knew that Kirk Cousins was not going to sit back here and get hit. And he was gonna, when he saw somebody open, he's going to hit him, regardless of what <laughs> yardage he needed. And because Cousins was thirty one to thirty nine, I think thirty. I think it was thirty one. Yeah, yeah, thirty one, thirty nine, two seventy three, two TDs, two touchdowns, yeah. and no, no interceptions. But you thought if so, if I told you, yeah, you had thirty one receptions, and you only had two seventy three. Mm, that's for a pro quarterback. That's not very big. I think it's so good coaching. I think the Giants had a good coaching. good plan, and they're picking safe plays. You know, it's the the yeah. Alex Smith style where. You're you're gonna take you know the amount of risk that you can to not lose a game, but sometimes you got to take more risk to win a game. Yeah, yeah. I, the Giants they they played the soft played that soft zone, and and I hope folks are watching that. If you got to play Justin Jefferson next year, and uh, because that can I say that made a, me think of of something right there too. If you go back to that game we talked about before, could you could you tell the difference in in uh, T.J. Huntley and Joe Burrow and what the coaches had at their availability? I mean, he Huntley was. He didn't have quite the options that Burrow mm. gives you. I mean, and and so 
you do. Sometimes you have to play with what you've got. And yeah. uh, yeah. anyway, that made me think yeah. of that. I, yeah. yeah, I thought the Giants had a great game plan. Did a, did a yeah. good job. Daniel Jones, so, good quarterback. I think I'm I'm, I'm a fan too. Yeah. yeah. The NFC East ended the weekend at one and zero, and then they went to two and zero after Monday. I know the listeners probably thought we'd start with this one. But I want to show you I have some discipline here. Um, you will need discipline. Dallas Cowboys coming out. Besides not being able to make a single effing extra point for most of <laughs> they the game, they did make one. Okay. Yeah. They, they loved, made one. They did make one on the fifth try. They finally made one. Uh, broke the record for most extra points missed in a single game. Uh, but you damn near don't even get to try might, for in most games. Like <laughs> that's what. So we're sitting there at uh, a local uh, watering hole here in, in Little Rock watching the game, and there was mostly Cowboy fans in there. And it was only because the score is what it was. Because if it would have been close at all, and he was still missing extra points, there'd have been a lot more cussing in the in the mm. establishment that I was in. But we were like all collectively going at this point. I want him to go back. Like, look, he, can he miss four in a row? Can he really do it? And sure, sure enough, enough he can. did. I, we'll get into what we do with the kicker maybe going into next week. But that was so, – uh, should I be – we can talk about Dak in a second because I think Dak had one of his best games I've seen him play, mm. in, at least this year, but maybe in a while. But that defense looked good and they haven't looked good in a while. Is that playing old Tom Brady pops or is that a defense who just played well? I mean, or is it both? Well, it is a little bit of both, but I mean, you, Micah Parsons was the best athlete on the field. He was the best yeah. player on the field uh, last night, and and I think the pressure that they got on Tom Brady, who is notoriously does not like pressure, mm-hmm. uh, made made a huge huge difference. So so yeah, that defense looked. When I thought Tom was missing a lot of throws, and he, and it was, he was under duress when he was. I think missing. it was because he's yeah. under duress. I mean, that's yeah. that's how you beat Tom Brady. That interception he threw in the end. I mean, yeah. that was that was ludicrous. That's yeah. not even Tom Brady stuff. There, yeah. I don't know. That was dumb. So, Tony, did you see something moving forward that this Cowboys defense maybe is a little better than we were thinking going into the playoffs? Or I I always thought they were pretty good moving going into the playoffs. I thought that Quinn had them playing well. Uh, and they were definitely the fastest defensive unit uh, over the weekend. Uh, I, I know because even with that, you know, even though Brady got 351 yards through the air, it took him 66 attempts yeah. to get crazy. it. Now, I'm telling you, at 45, <laughs> if I had to throw the ball 66 times, I literally, you'd have to take me to the hospital after the game <laughs> to sew my arm back on my body. That just would, that's just ridiculous. And I think that showed in the last, in the fourth quarter. Uh, you could see that Tom really, he just couldn't throw the ball. And um, now he made that one. I, I, I will still say this. And in, in one of the best throws I've seen was the throw that he missed Mike uh, Mike Evans on. Mm-hmm. He threw a 50-yard laser, mm-hmm. uh, and it just tipped off of Mike Evans' hands. He had gotten mm-hmm. behind the receiver. But can you imagine? It's your, it's your 60th throw of the game, and you sit in the pocket, and he zipped the ball 50 yards on target. Crazy. But he, definitely the GOAT. But on this game, the defense, the Cowboys' defense was just too fast. And Lyft said it. Mike, Park, Mike Parsons is the best athlete on the field, period. My my concern for the Cowboys going to next weekend is if Javon Curse is healthy or not at safety. So did he come back? He into came the back, game? didn't he, Tony? Did he come back? Himself. I did not see that he came I, back. If he comes back, we he's saw, playing. I saw him. 
Okay. Later in the game, and thought, okay, well, it's good to see him because I thought that injury was yeah. a little more serious. Well, and did any of y'all consider, like, when it was down in the fourth quarter and seven minutes left, the I game, like, like take them out, take in? these guys out? Parson had already limped, limped off once. Yeah. If it wasn't Tom Brady, I think they do. But there's, there's Tom Brady scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, so well, maybe so. Maybe so. Probably for good reason because he's done it a lot. But that so. What do we do, Pops? Do we? I think I've read today. We're recording this as Tuesday. They did the the vote of confidence for uh, Brett Maurer, and Brett Maurer, for what it's worth, has been a really good kicker all year. He's been a solid kicker, one of the better parts of the offense, or at least the scoring part. And he just got the yips early. And for people who had the over, I think the over was forty five and a half, and he could have made just any of those four missed field goals. It might have been nice, but he. So that probably killed some people out there. But pops, what do we? What do you do? Do you bring another kicker? Do you just kind of go? You know what I think you do. And and I saw Dak Prescott did this, and I'm telling you, I like the guy for for this. But he stepped up and he goes, you know what? I played like shit last week. I'm I'm with Money Mar. He's my guy. He had a bad game. He'll be back next week, and he's gonna he's gonna make kicks that count for us. And I thought. Man, that's the way for the leader of the team to step up and and take care of his dude. And and I think that's what you do. You roll with you roll with who got you there. And God, that was terrible. But Mar better his leg needs to be a little sore today from practice kicking. But he and he was well, overthinking it. It was obviously the yips. I mean, oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and so I agree. But Tony, I mean, I've watched sports for a while, not as long as you, but. When you get the yips, you don't. You get the yips. They kind of stick around. They kind of stick around. There are there are classic examples of the yips in in all different sports. And so mm-hmm. he had them. And and field goal kicking is one of the worst uh, jobs to get the yips on because it's so much of a middle game and it's repetition. And you one two three, you get your um, you, you get your rhythm going. But I, let's. I want to say this: Brett Meyer was more accurate this year than Justin Tucker, arguably one of the best kickers ever. So he was more accurate than Justin Tucker. Now, he didn't kick the same number of long field goals that Tucker did, but still, he only missed three field goals during the year. That's less than Tucker. Tucker missed five. So um, uh, so I, I think, you know, you can't argue that the, the guy's a good kicker, and he does get the yips, and Dak said it perfect. That was the exact thing that they needed to do. But I watched Steve Sachs have to leave the game of, of baseball because he couldn't throw the ball from second base. It's the easiest throw in baseball. All you can do is flip it. You just got to flip it. And he couldn't do it. Couldn't throw the ball 45, 45 feet and <laughs> left the game. And uh, we've seen that with uh, golfers. I'm, I don't know if you ever watched Ian Baker Fitch duck hook one into the, <laughs> into, into the, uh, into the uh, spectators off the tee box. He quit the game because he couldn't, he couldn't hit the ball off the tee anymore. Uh, which kind of like me, but um, he, say don't line a gallery yeah, up no. line, dude. <laughs> Luckily for me, there's not a thousand people lined up on the left side mm-hmm. of the fairway when I hit the ball. That's only at the Little River Three Man scramble. But uh, um, I think that uh, he'll come back from it. He'll come back. Well, I sure hope well, so. So you're saying don't even sign another kicker. Don't sign him. No, it's, LJ. Uh, I think okay. So what I think is they've already messed up when they didn't kick that field goal, like fourth and eight in the fourth quarter, when it was an obvious field goal position, you're like up by like 18 points. And then you decide not to kick that field goal. The yips are here to stay then. I mean, you got to put confidence in your kicker or sign another one right then and there. 
The thing well, is, right after that, right when they hit that touchdown, before you even knew what was going on, that the extra point was going yeah. through. So I think you know they good. didn't think about it, just said, I think McCarthy no, I said, know, but "Get when, your ass out but there when and they, kick it." They already know. got the points; they're good to go. When when you need to depend on them, they said, yeah. "No, we're not going to do it." And I, You're right. I don't know how he's going to sleep. You know, well, knowing that. And your boy Dak, leader Dak, which I was agreeing with him, but at one point I think when he saw the third report mm-hmm. of this one, he like the camera goes to me, he's like, "Go for." Two, yeah, like he's he throwing his helmet. Yeah, yeah. off the field. Man, off the field, he threw his helmet, so he wasn't Bosa. But off the field, that's right. Doesn't count. Um, the other oh, thing I will throw out there, and good, I, it's just good. an interesting coincidence. Uh, apparently, last week uh, the NFL has had put out a memo to the refs to watch for uh, uh, the the kick holders uh, dropping like trash or coins on the field uh, to like make a little marker for kickers, um, so they have something to watch for. Um, they like drop something saying this is where the place is going to be. So the kicker can just run straight for there. And they hmm. sent out that memo last week. Wait, what? So where would they put so, it? Explain so that I'm a place where they're going to spot the ball. Yeah, I'm a placeholder, and as I'm about to receive the snap, I drop a coin um, that says, Hey, the ball is going to be right here. So you can just watch that coin and run straight at it and know exactly where it's going to plant. Um, the NFL said, Hey, watch out for players doing this. And the Cowboys missed four extra points in a row. I don't know if that's like so. That's you're coincidence. not saying the Cowboys were doing this, but it could be, hmm. could be, maybe, Ooh. could be. So they need to get Things sneaky with their coins. Yeah, they hmm. need to get sneakier with their coins. Is all I'm saying. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the IT department could look at some playback from two weeks ago. <laughs> maybe, and, yeah. See if we see. see. Uh, <laughs> see what you see. Yeah, I like it. So let's let's get to a pick here. Uh, the Cowboys now have to go play the San Francisco 49ers, who we just talked about are the, the cream of the crop in the NFC. The line is San Francisco minus three and a half, which I thought would it be bigger than that. I was kind of surprised to see it only three and a half. Pops, do you have a pick on this? I know last week you were not even giving us picks. For Honestly, so I picked all the games, but this one, I kind of want to hear what y'all have to say. But what I will <laughs> say, what I will say is that if Barr misses four extra points, the Cowboys will lose this game mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. If he misses kicks, he's we're going to need a kicker in this game to have a chance. <laughs> and I'm worried that may not be enough. Um, you know, Brock Purdy has played out of his freaking mind. He looked a little shaky in the first half. And again, we talked about playoffs and the game's fast and, and I get all that. Um, I think Dallas has to get that rush back there and get in Purdy's mind quick, quick so, to have a chance to win this game. I think I'll let you, I know you said you want to see what we were going with first. So I, I think with it being three in the hook, uh, it's probably 49ers and this could be a fandom going here, but I, I think Dan Quinn is going to have something for Brock Purdy, and and Brock Purdy may make me just eat my eat my stuff again and just look great. But I think Dan Quinn's going to have a good game plan for him. I do think that pass rush will be getting back there, and so Purdy could get rattled. Then again, they might start dumping off a bunch of screens. Uh, this game's tough for me. I think I'm, if I had to make a pick, 49ers minus three and a half, because even if the pass rush does get there, I think Shanahan draws up some quick, easy plays to Debo and McGaffrey and IU. But I mean, Tony, I mean, are you is there any chance of you taking the Cowboys cover or I'm all over the Cowboys, best best bet of the week. Really? Okay, hmm. tell me why. I, okay. And so here's and I, why. I want um, to be that. And way, please so tell us why. It. Here's why. I after watching the game last night and watching them against Tampa Bay and thinking about the way San Francisco plays, if Curse is healthy. Curse can take the top off of the defense and for for the defense. He can he, excuse me. He can keep the top from getting taken off of the defense. Plus, 
he can come up and play the line. That takes away Debo Samuel. He's got to be able to come down on the line, and when Debo crosses, he's got to be able to stop Debo right there. Debo makes his money yards after catch. So I think Curse, if Curse can handle Debo, the Cowboys have enough speed at uh, at linebacker to handle Kittle. And if Micah Parsons has at least one sack, I think the Cowboys win the game because he'll have five or six pressures if he does. And I think unless they, they're going to have to, the only way San Francisco, I think, can be effective against this pass rush if they run a lot of sprints and bootlegs. And the thing about it, nobody's talked about Brock Purdy and his, and his ability to run. And so if, if they take half the field away from Brock Purdy and the Cowboys get to defend half the field on bootlegs and sprints, I think the Cowboys defense can hold San Francisco to under 17 points. And I think the Cowboys can win this like 20 to 17 or, or 22 to 17, getting two extra, two, 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 uh, two, two, two point conversions and a touchdown. So, um, uh, but I, 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 I do like the Cowboys here. I think they've got enough speed on defense that it's going to interrupt San Francisco's game. And you said something about, you said something about the, um, the screen game. And, and this is where I think the Cowboys are maybe one of the best teams in the league with the screen game because they rush four. And Micah Parsons last night must have knocked down three screen passes. And Tampa Bay is one of the best screen teams in the NFL. And he knocked down three passes. One of them he almost snatched out of the air and took the took the he, other uh, way. Mm-hmm. And he would have cribbed that, too. I think he would have yeah. taken that for six. So I, I think he can prevent that. I, I think that, that the screen pass game is not going to be as effective with San Francisco this weekend. That's, that's my take on it. I uh, I think another key, Tony, and I didn't see it enough in this one, and I, I get that Zeke's the leader in that offense. Tony Pollard needs way more yeah. touches. Tony Pollard's the touches. man. He is the Pollard's man. The man. He, had, he still Absolutely. had three or four runs last week where they were only four-yard runs, but like he had nothing back though, but he was able to make a move, and he just has explosiveness that Zeke doesn't have. I need to see Pollard get – you're in the playoffs now. I get conservative touches in the regular season because he might not be a big guy. He needs 15, probably 20 touches. 20 touches. Game. I mean, receptions, handoffs, he needs 20 touches for sure. He's just I your think. most explosive. I mean, him and like Lamb are the two most explosive players. I think you've got to get the ball in their hands. LJ, do you have a pick on this yeah. one? San Francisco minus three. Uh, yeah, give me the Cowboys with the points. Uh, and and, oh. and the reason is is because basically oh, like Tony was saying, shit. this is a, this is a low scoring football. Yeah, I know. If we agree, it's a bad sign. Uh, well, I took San Francisco. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, at least we're not three. Yeah, three, yeah, that is but, good. Yeah, you, you um, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and low-scoring games, three points can be a lot. Um, that's that's basically my thought process. All right. You want me to make a pick? Yeah. Let me hear it. Well, I'm going to keep it split up because, I mean, somebody y'all hadn't mentioned on San Francisco side is, is CMC. And, I mean, that guy mm-hmm. is is incredibly talented, and he looks pretty healthy to me. I think he'll be able to pick up some, some uh, you know, make some hits on, on, on Parsons to, to help in that backfield to block. I think I think San Francisco wins this game. I'm rooting for Dallas, but I think San Francisco wins the game. And, and honestly, I think they, I think they cover. That, that's – I think Shanahan's that kind of coach. He'll come up with something, and uh, they have too many skill players. Uh, my opinion. I will throw out uh, curse. It looks like is uh, thinking he's going to be healthy, but he's not currently healthy. He's not like at practice right now. But uh, but he's telling reporters he should be in. So that's worth yeah. keeping an eye on. Well, and that was the other thing that scared me too, L. Is it could have been one of those the playoff game adrenaline, mm-hmm. like he played through it, and then you wake up on Tuesday morning like. 
Ah, shit. Yeah. That does hurt. Like, that right. So I think a veteran safety is going to be a big deal when it so. comes to especially a team that has that many weapons. Um, and, and, Tony, that changes your pick if Curse yes, is playing, right? Yes, it does. I, I, I think it does because he's he's got to be be able to be in there to, to take care of Debo. That's so what opinion. you're telling me is if I'm if I'm a listener here and I'm thinking about maybe placing a bet for this game, you would wait to see uh-huh. the status yeah. of Curse and then make yeah, your bet accordingly. All right, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. And our, stay, of course, the line just, might change by the time that information. Oh yeah. What is what is Prestige got? Because we got per, Prestige. Prestige has the 49ers minus three and a half. And I asked him this question uh, uh, that we said earlier: Who who's going to be the best athlete on the field against the Cowboys 49ers? And I thought I still think it's Micah Parsons. He said CMC. Could be. <laughs> so would there be a chance that Parsons gets deployed differently and he's kind of a spy on CMC? Or do you think he's still pass rush? I mean I think you need his pass rush more than I I, I think much like yeah, go ahead, LJ. Well, what I think, think the the answer is they've got so many talented pieces in San Francisco that you need to get the 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 head of the snake. It ha- you have to have the quarterback mess up to to I think cause big problems for that offense. So, and that's parser rushing. The yeah, passer, that's what you need saying. to do. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the only way you beat the Forty ers is make uh, Brock Purdy look bad. Yeah, I don't think you do anything different other than say, Micah, mm-hmm. there's your target, go get him. Yeah. And if anything gets you in your way, stop it. And <laughs> I think that'll be just fine. I think through it. Yeah. You yeah. just you tell Micah Parsons for the game. You're like, I think you already know this, but you are the best player in the field. And for us to win, you have to go beat <laughs> the best player in the field. I, mean, yeah. I hate Bobby, to put more pressure on you, but that's, that's right. You, you need that. Bobby Boucher, that guy said your water sucks, and <laughs> go get him. <laughs> All right, let's stick in NFC, and then we'll do the two what AFC games. Giants Eagles. It's the night game, and on Saturday, Giants at the Eagles. Eagles coming off a day of rest or a week of rest. I'm seeing Eagles minus seven and a half. Is that what we're seeing with everybody? Yes. So and I'm just seven telling and you, a half. Yep, it's what I'm seven seeing. Seven is what I'm seeing right now. <clears throat> oh man. Okay. And yeah, I'm just telling it. you, I I'm drinking the day ball and Daniel Jones Kool Aid. I again, I don't know if I'm picking a money line again this week. <laughs> I might sprinkle. I might sprinkle a little money line, but seven and a half. If they're giving me seven the hook, I like the Giants because I think they'll keep playing even if they get down. Now I will say. These two teams played earlier this year when they were healthy and the Eagles crushed them. And then they played more recently when the game didn't really matter and the Giants had backups and it kind of actually kept it a little close. So it's hard to tell from the the um, earlier matchups. But I'm taking – I'm going Giants plus seven and a half. I think they cover it, LJ. Yep, same, same. Jumping right on that. Uh, it's hard to beat a team three times in a year. Uh, NFC East is a weird division where all these games are always scrappy. So this will be a scrappy game. I could see the Giants winning this. I could see the Eagles blowing them out too. I just, but I think the smarter money in my book is going to be Giants plus the points. And I might would suggest if you're in a spot where you can live bet, like seeing what Jalen Hurts looks like in the first couple of drives, because he could come out and like, oh shoot, Jalen Hurts looks like Jalen Hurts, or it hurts his arm to throw, you know? (laughs) Right. And then you got to go. Oh, I like the Giants a lot more, Tony. Where are you at in this game? Yeah, I'm. At seven and a half, I'm with the Giants. I'm I, I am not as confident this week because I think the Giants are saying, "Hey, we accomplished. We came in and we won a we, uh, playoff game. We did our season. Yeah, may have a little plateau. Yeah, the Phillies not happy until they go to the, um, yeah. the Super Bowl uh, based on you know 
picking up A.J. Brown and the money they've spent uh, on the defensive line. I do think, again, we've got another big injury here besides Jalen Hurts, and that's Lane Johnson. That uh, yeah, what is the <clears throat> now he is supposed to play. The last thing I saw is he was supposed to be available for this week, but I haven't seen a practice report from today. Um and of course they didn't play last weekend, so we haven't heard. So that's something to think about. And and I suspect if if Lane Johnson's not playing, this line goes down quite a bit. Um I would like this line for the Giants if this was plus five. Um uh or excuse me, I would like it for the for Philly if it was Minus five, minus four. I think Phillies can cover by six, but but with seven and a half, man, that's a that's a lot. And so we'll see. But Lane Johnson, if Lane Johnson does not play, I you know the Giants become viable at seven and a half. So I think really Lane Johnson probably moves this line a point or two once his status is. Yeah, he was limited in practice out there. Today, by the way. He, he has limited. said earlier when his injury yeah. happened, he said he's playing. he can get surgery. And I love it when they say this, like, oh, he doesn't have to get surgery. He can't hurt anymore. anywhere. So I'm like, well, it still yeah. hurts really yeah. bad. Like, I don't, maybe it doesn't actually technically hurt it <laughs> any worse. But like, so even if he plays, I think you're getting a 75% of Lane Johnson, which I still think is important. Yeah, still be big. Because we've seen in Cowboys games when he went out and all of a sudden the Cowboys almost beat him with Cooper Rush based just off him going out. So. Pops, where are you at in this game? What you got? Well, the Giants are going to cover for sure. Yeah, definitely have them on the for cover. For sure. Yeah, I think for no sure they're going to cover that. I just think they're going to play them tough. Um, I, I, I'm a believer in Danny Dimes yeah. and, and Dayball. Dimes and Dayball, double D's. Double D's. D's. <laughs> double D's. New York, I love me some New double, D's. double D's. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants to cover that. I will. I will uh, That's an episode time. Delete that from the podcast I, there, I don't uh, know if that's an episode title, but it has to <laughs> I believe in double right, let's, let's uh, go AFC. Well, yeah, no, no, well, hey, prestige for on that, uh, right? So I hopefully we all agreed that. and we need prestige to pick otherwise, right? Yeah, but Tony didn't full on. I think Tony's like, if you're giving seven and a half, I have to. I mean, but, we're, but I if think we're all Tony putting the same bet down, that's a bad sign. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So prestige. I'm going to the prestige is Moneyline Giants. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moneyline. Okay. I saw that. So put it all on the yeah. Eagles. Bet the house it. on the Eagles then. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate well, it either, actually. No. no I, I, I had a hard time figuring out who's going to win that game. Yeah. I, we got to look up. Because I – so I, I think it's going to be fun to watch Saquon Barkley mm. in this game. Because mm. uh, Saquon – Are you saying like uh, Saquon prop? Is that what we're getting? I would, like, I would, I would be definitely – money. <laughs> I would be looking Saquon uh, props here because I, I think they're going to shut down. There's really not that much going on on the outside for the Giants. And we saw Daniel Jones get 78 yards on 17 attempts last week. He won't survive against the Eagles running the ball 17 times. I, I think we see that. T- I, I would I would see Barkley carrying the ball 20 times, 100-plus yards, one score at least. Okay. All right. You heard it. You heard the man. Last week, if you didn't take advantage of Hawkinson, well, now you got a second chance for you. Yeah. Uh, let's. So we got a prestige pick last on that game. I want his pick first on this one because you know, he, he knows this team pretty well. <laughs> the Jags, I don't even have to ask what he's doing the on Jags this game. The Jags are playing the Chiefs. The line I'm seeing is Chiefs minus eight and a half. 
Keep in mind, this game's played on a Saturday. Our boy Trevor Lawrence <laughs> lost on a Saturday, and I hear there's really good Waffle Houses in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, Tony, what is prestige worldwide got for this game? Oh, he's got the Chiefs minus eight and a half. So <laughs> yeah, it's all I over. Know, I figured they, he'd probably take it all the way up to ten or thirteen. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. <laughs> Uh, all right, Tony, you, you got a, a pick on this one? Yeah, I, uh, you know, Tom Brady had never lost to the Cowboys either. Uh, that is true. Until Monday true. night. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm not worried about this Saturday uh, thing. I, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, they've got a bend, don't break defense. They're going to allow, uh, you know, 27 unanswered points to the, to the Jaguars. So I, I like the Chiefs here. I, I, we're going to have to go with that. Chiefs eight and a half pops. What do you think? No, you, Ken, you Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. I had it at eight, but I, I still am going to take them. I just think Jacksonville runs out of luck, uh, runs out of uh, whatever. They're going. They're going to be out of the playoffs after this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have been. It feels like they've been kind of playing around the last five to six weeks of the year, just kind of going. I'm just ready for the playoffs. Like we're, we're in. The, they they dominate the AFC West every year. That's that gets boring to win that co- that division. LJ. So uh, they uh, they just this is what they've been waiting on. They got the playoffs. They're in Kansas City. They hear the kind of complaints like, "Oh, I can't believe we're going to play a neutral field and all this stuff." And I think the Chiefs come out and blow them out. I take them all the way up to ten. LJ, what say you? Are we going to go five for five? Uh, just for that last comment, that last bullshit about the AFC West. Yeah, we're going to go five for five. I'm going to make sure they lose this game. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See. But I thought was happening was I'd get you rat, get you riled up, and you take. Jack I thought about it. I thought about it. But now I'm definitely uh, trying to curse the team. So I, that's all I'm yeah. doing. I, I mean, realistically, that's what happens when you try to. Completely you. honest, just uh, I don't see any way that the Jaguars are within uh, a touchdown of the Chiefs. They're just not that close of a football team to me. So. It, Man, it is, we are way we are way, way too confident uh, on the Chiefs because yeah. mm-hmm. we all like the Chiefs and we like it. I think Confidently. it's. I think it's. I'm not actually putting money on it. Just to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Yeah, because I know what you're. I'm not putting money on it, but you should put money on it at eight <laughs> yeah, and a half. Yeah. Um. I I think it's significant that what we're nobody's really talking about Kansas City. They are completely healthy. Mm-hmm. Um. Kadarius Tony, Miko Hardman, uh, Clyde edwards helaire Offensively, that they are full boat. Full boat. They've got four running backs, all of which have the potential to run for 100 yards. It's ridiculous. And so I, I just don't know. Uh, I wouldn't have many Chiefs on my daily fantasy team. But, boy, howdy, there's just no telling who's going to turn out. And they, they, it, it's a stable. And it's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And then what I think – honestly, I think this one should have been the Sunday night game. But – Cowboys 49ers is a lot of history there, but Bengals and Bill. Oh, did we get? Oh, yeah, I already got prestige on yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. We knew Chief, We knew where he was. He going. ain't meant to ask. Yeah, Bengals <laughs> Bills. There, it's a rematch of the game that didn't get played from when Demar Hamlin got hurt, and they are now playing. They're playing in Buffalo. I'm seeing the line at Bills minus five. Is what I'm getting. That's right what here. I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, this. I, First off, Tone, I'm just pumped for yeah. this game. This is going to be two teams that really want to beat the other, and I think mm-hmm. either one definitely could. I'm kind of surprised it all the way up at five. Uh, my first inkling is Bengals, but can, can go ahead and give me your read on this game. Tone. I'm all over the Bills, and I, I, the reason we talked about it earlier, the injuries on the offensive line for Cincinnati, 
they already had trouble protecting Joe Burrow, and and then to lose another starting uh, uh, lineman, I think it's just going to be too much to overcome. And like I said last week, I think Buffalo is finally back off their roller coaster. I know this is the game. I, I, I don't know if Hamlin will or won't be at the game. There was some talk that he might be at this game. I think that would be a mistake for him and for the Bills. Uh, I, I would I would tell him, watch this one from home, DeMar. Do you think just because your, it might even do, bring too much emotion to the game? I think so. Yeah, I, I, let's, I, I think so. I would be worried about that. But – Hey, who knows? It may just be, you know, the thing that does just lifts them over. But it'd be lifting for Cincinnati too. They were just as traumatized as anyone. They were on that field as well. So um I'm I'm still going Buffalo minus five because of the problems that Cincinnati has along the line. And Cincinnati's no longer a surprise. They were a surprise last year. And uh Buffalo, I think, is ready for them. And and so um being down in that game that got suspended, I think they're ready to say, look, we we gotta jump and and go. And so I, I like the Bills here. A lot. Uh, Pops, I know you are a big old fan of Joe Burrow. Do you think he gets this done? What's your pick on this game? Yeah, they, they, I'm really worried about that offensive line, but they still got number nine taking the snaps and making the decisions. And so I, I think they, they're they going to cover that spread. I think Cincinnati will be within five, and I I'm, I'm, I'm feel very confident about that. Um, I I don't know who's going to win. I, I think Buffalo probably will win, but I think Cincinnati's going to definitely cover that five points. I think <clears throat> uh, I said my first inkling was there, and I'm going to stick with it. I, I like Bengals to cover. I just think either way they make this game close, it's what Joe Burrow's, what that team does, and they're going to keep believing, regardless if they're down 10 going to the fourth. LJ, what do you got? On uh, Bills, team? no problem. Bills, no problem whatsoever. Um and uh, the the reason I'd say that is because Burrow is maybe the best quarterback in the NFL if he has two and a half seconds to throw every single time, and he just won't. Fair. He's just not going to have that. Um, yeah. And so uh, I think he's he's going to be running for his life a lot of the game. Uh, this team creates turnovers by getting pressure. Um, I think the Bills are a great football team, and I think they're going to be all right. Did we maybe get – I mean, I, we gave credit to the Dolphins for battling back in that game. Did we maybe get a – Bills went up 14-0, and they were like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Cincinnati, they were looking ahead, and they kind of lost sight of this one. I mean, the Bills want to play this one. Just, to, I, mean, I think both teams do. I, I think I'm switching. I'm switching over to Bills. I'm switching okay. to Bills. Bills right. <laughs> I'm switching. Yeah, I'm switching. That offensive line, that's just going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. problem. Yeah. But we said that all throughout the playoffs last year. Joe Burrow just kept winning, kept winning, kept winning up until the Super Bowl. So, who knows? But I think I'm I think I'm switching to Bills. What is Prestige Worldwide got on this one? He's got uh, Cincinnati plus five. Okay, plus plus. So five. here, and so I'll five. yeah, just to not to make you switch legs. We the only ones on them. That might be yeah, some money, not though. to not to make you. Yeah, I felt pretty good with me and LJ, but now <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I'm just kidding, Kev. I, but here's something to give you pause if you want to think about switching again. <laughs> I, another thing we talked about Barkley, but I think this could be a Joe Mixon game. And the reason I say that is that you can run on Buffalo and Joe Burrow is, it, we talk about this pressure and, and LJ brought it, brought it up. If for some reason Buffalo tries to really take Joe Burrow out of the game, Joe Mixon's pretty good. And uh, this just in, if you didn't know, he, he's pretty good. And so if he's, if he can get uh, 15 carries, 
then I, I think this is uh, certainly uh, certainly a winnable game for Cincinnati if they can establish the run game. I don't know if they can on the road, um, and because they're going to have to be patient if they do get behind. Like I said earlier, if Buffalo should be ready to jump on Cincinnati fast. If they do, it looks like trouble to me. But if Joe Mixon can be a factor in this game and have 15 carries and around 80 yards, a couple scores, I think they've got a shot. Now, I don't know what his props would be, but I would really look at Joe Mixon for some props on this one uh, for the weekend. Tony, I'll tell are, you, you, uh, are you changing your pick, Tony? Or No, I'm not. I, I think okay. no. I think Buffalo really goes and gets like them. I know. I thought okay. No, I, I'm worried about Mixon. I think, uh, you know. You say, are you worried about Jamar Chase? Not really. Are you worried about T. Higgins? Not really. Are you worried about Tyler Boyd? Not really. Are you worried about Hayden Hurst? Not really. I'm worried about Joe Mixon. <laughs> Man, all those guys you just about. said, I'm a little worried about if I was about to I was about to say, usually when you say, are you worried about Jamar Chase, I think you <laughs> answer needs to be, yeah, yes, yes, I should be concerned about now, Jamar we Chase. we may be talking next week. Y'all may have this playback ready next week, and when the Bengals win by 20-something, you say, Tony, you said <laughs> yeah. you weren't worried about Jamar Chase. We're just going you know? to have LJ hit yep. a clip, and it's going to go, are you worried about Jamar Chase? Not really. After he has, like, after he has 180 <laughs> yards. <laughs> I like, you sounded a little. You sounded a little too confident yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think it. Yeah. Anyway, famous last words. All right, but, so that wraps us up with division round. Oh, I did want to bring up a point, and I don't think I saw it in every game. We talked about this a little on text, and they, I saw it mostly in the Giants and Vikings game. But these expedited reviews oh, they were doing, yeah. where like they would just call down, and they That's were great. Good. There was one where I can't remember who it was. I think Hogginson had a catch, and they called it first down. I remember thinking like. That's probably pretty close. I don't. It's tough to challenge it, maybe, just because it was a spot play. But I kind of wouldn't mind a second look. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh nope, we did a quick review, and they're going to move it back, so it's actually going to be third and one instead of first down." This and that they ended up not. Yeah. And they ended up not getting the first down. And had to punt, and that that happened multiple times in that game. And I thought, this is how we need to do it. We don't need the ten replays. We just need the booth, and they go, "Yeah, it's actually short. Let's reverse mm-hmm. it." And I, LJ, I thought it was great. I don't feel like I saw it in the other games, though, as much, for whatever reason. Did I just miss it? You know, or? you're saying that, and I'm kind of feeling the same now. I don't remember. I just remember really liking I, it, but I remember that moment. I think it was, right? There probably just wasn't a call that was so Well, important. and it's also, yeah. it could have yeah. been what the environment in which I was watching. I think the Vikings, when I was just my, at my house by myself, mm-hmm. and so maybe I just noticed it more. Like, I'm listening. Because, like, one, we were watching a restaurant, so you can't really hear the play-by-play. Like, I was watching all the game, but I don't hear the announcer maybe say, yeah. oh, they reviewed that and moved it back right. or something. Tony, what did yeah. you think? I mean, it looked great. No, yeah. As a fan, I, I thought the experience was great when they did do it. I thought it was really good. I, that That is the way it's supposed to work. I, I And I think, other than, um, I think the Cowboys game went long, but didn't. I think most of those games well, were right at three hours or less. Seventy damn times. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, I, I I think it was uh, mo- the games on Saturday and Sunday were three hours or less. I think. And Man, really the, quick, um, I like that. Me too. Those quick reviews pops. Those quick when we see the play so many times. If you can't tell by and we've said this before, if you can't tell by the third or fourth time, then just uphold the call. Like it, obviously, we don't. You don't know if you're watching it a 13th time with the NBC it can that goes a little closer and you still don't know. And maybe you just don't know. Um, all right. That wraps up football talk. I don't think I didn't have anything else to touch on. I mean, I'm calling. Oh, go ahead. Pops. What, what are we got? Two things. One I wanted to bring up is, did you guys see, and I don't know that they could replay this or on the, the, the expedited replay, but I think it was a, a an interception where Tom yes. Brady just t- trips the His guy. I mean, him. 
like th- soccer. Th- there's no that's it's kind of a sucker play. Yeah. I'm a telling you, dirty. I, a little dirty. I like, and I can feel his pain. I know he was pissed and all, but that was that was a cheap shot uh, uh, play by the goat. I'm, I'm just saying that's what it was. I'm calling a spade a spade. I just wonder if uh, the way he played all uh, that game, if he just maybe found out that like Drew Henson and Giselle hooked up or something like that, or <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, that was dirty. That was a dirty play for sure. No doubt about it. And you yeah, two. I had one other thing I wanted to talk about: <laughs> offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I wanted to bring that okay. up because I, I think there are. To me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say four names that really rung a bell to me. Uh, I think you got to put Brock Purdy uh, in, on this list, and and you know what, he might be the winner, even though he just played the last five or six games. But uh, but also Garrett Wilson, you know, the New York Jets uh, wide receiver, uh, Chris Olave, I thought had a really really good year uh, uh, with the Saints, and then I. I'm going to go ahead and put Tyler Smith, that offensive lineman for the the Cowboys. That is, you know, when when uh, Tyron Tyron Smith came back, he stayed at left tackle. Um, now I think he he's got a little bit of polishing yet to go, but I, I think maybe the Cowboys have found yet another good offensive lineman. Uh, and so those those are the guys to me that I think are in the running. I'd be interested to see who you guys think might. Might be the winner, and there there might be someone I'm forgetting. But I would I would I want to give an honorable mention to if he doesn't get hurt. I think Brees Hall probably was going to be the rookie yeah. for the Jets. Yeah. He was just playing really good, and I think Kenneth Walker has a name. Kenneth in Walker that des- deserves to be in that. He's yes, got the best odds right, right now of anybody to win it. Walker, yeah. Walker, At minus one ten. Yeah, that was who I was. Is there say. another one we're yeah. missing? Maybe is there another name that uh, I think I don't hate your Smith pick there for the Cowboys, but I don't see an offensive lineman. Yeah. Getting it. I'm just excited. I I see what you're saying. As a Cowboys fan, I think you got a cornerstone cornerstone offensive lineman piece for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. So good draft pick, which I didn't necessarily love the draft pick when they made it. But I feel like that's how all offensive linemen picks are. You're kind of like, oh, that's not the sexy receiver we wanted, the Mm -hmm. toy we want. But they're important. Tony, you need those linemen, baby. You need line. That's where the game's won and lost on the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a name you like out of that group or one? Oh, Kenneth Walker. I yeah. to me it's Kenneth Walker. I, I I just can't see any way around that. I I mean it's just now I I don't know why he's not getting a comeback. I know Geno Smith probably comeback player of the year. So why does Geno Smith get comeback? What did he come back from? Just being uh, kind of yeah. Yeah. I guess <laughs> second generation the face in I guess. 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, if it wasn't him, bitch. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't him, I think Travis Etienne has a great chance at that. You know, because he didn't play last year. But Etienne was up and second, down. I thought some this year. Guy, well, yeah, but if you look at his final stats and where his team is right now, they wouldn't be there if they mm-hmm. hadn't traded James Robinson and rode him uh, during those those middle games and through yeah. the end of the year. His last two games, yeah, he didn't. They've, they've. I think he's get. He's starting to get tired and hasty. Is starting to play a little more, but through the year, I think that's that's. But Kenneth Walker, for uh, to me, is the is the offensive rookie of the year by by far. I, he just took that I think over and, and that and, way too. Yeah, yeah. That's. But those receivers were good. Those Olave and Wilson both were oh, really yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. So y'all yeah, are eliminating yeah. Purdy just because he didn't play I enough. Like Purdy. Or? I, would, I would. I would think about it. Uh, yeah. I don't think he played enough, and unfortunately for that for that award, he's got CMC in the backfield. And they're going to say, "Well, CMC is the reason they're they're doing so well." And and so if, if, if you give wrong. any rookie quarterback CMC in the back 
field, well, they're going to be pretty good. They were doing good. pretty well before they had Sam <laughs> Is Brock so, Purdy the star? Is Brock Purdy the starter for the 49ers next year going into the <laughs> You know, that's a interesting I don't know. question. It, that is a great that is a very Probably interesting right. question. Nah, it's got to be the the guy that got hurt. What's his name? Trey, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, I think Garoppolo is probably gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Definitely. Is it Tom Brady? No. So is there any? Does anybody have a? I think did Tony. Did you already say he's going to Vegas? Is that what you told us? That's what I heard. Oh, well, I thought he previously. thought he might. I I suspect now after watching that game, uh, and I know Prestige Worldwide has different thought on this. I I think. Aaron Rodgers may end up in Vegas, uh, but I think again, I think the New York Jets is where a, if there's a quarterback, a, a, a veteran quarterback who's looking to have that run, it's probably in New York with the Jets because kind of where you talked Garrett about maybe going. Brees Hall, uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, they've got some talent on the offensive side of the ball and a really good offensive line. Pretty so, good defense um, too. Pretty good defense. Yeah. So you could go there and make some noise fairly quickly. So I, that's where – and it's the Big Apple. And so – They hadn't won in a the, long time. That'd be a big deal for the time. Jets. And too. I know that's yeah. what Brett Favre thought he could do. But, you know, you send out dick pics, that kind of ruins your career. So that's uh, <laughs> it's the end of your comeback. I'll and, take uh, your word for it, Tony. Trust <laughs> an expert. Well <laughs> – you know, let's just, just uh, let's, let's move just on leave it that. Problems. I better not say anything more than that. That's a perfect segue <laughs> not that I would know. bougie problems. Not uh, that I Pops, would know. Did you have any bougie problems? This yeah. What? Uh, bougie uh, problems. Don't. The same one I've been having. It's just that damn Fox thing. I've, I've just got to figure it out. We have already asked. The Super Bowl's not on Fox, is it? I think it. It's Greg Olson and Burkhart calling. It. Are they Fox? Yes. Hmm. Well, you can. Fubo. I can do the Fox app, I Fubo. guess. I mean, but no, Fubo. It, is, it sounds like Fox. this might be going somewhere else for a Super Bowl hey, party this year. You know, hey, Super Bowl. You know where you, you come to Little Rock, Fubo. Here, okay. here, the greenhouse. So come on, we'll, don't, we'll watch. Don't we'll offer watch what it. you don't, what you can't. Uh, I'm ready. Well, hell, you come to Chicago then. Well, I'd love to, but it's a little further. Right. Little Rock's just a what tad time? closer. Wait a minute. What weekend is the Super Bowl? 12th. I don't even know. February. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> well, now. Ooh, I got a little nervous there. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, that's Valentine's weekend as well there, mm-hmm. Dr. Liv, because Valentine's is that next Tuesday, so yeah. you're out. Uncle Tony, what, what you, you you showed us before yes. we started recording? I think we weren't quite recording yet, but you yeah. showed us a drink that you're doing. It looks fancy. It and is it has fancy. A Dallas Cowboy star on it for the listener out there. It does. So I I filled my AT and T Stadium glass <laughs> with what's called the Cowboy cocktail, and there's multiple. And it's not of these. full now, just for the listeners. It's not, it's not full, full now. now. <laughs> that sound is just ice at the at the bottom. <laughs> But the Cowboy Cocktail, you can see multiple of these online, but this is the Dallas Cowboy Cowboy Cocktail. And so it's basically a, a souped-up margarita. So it's uh, silver tequila, blue curacao, Grand Marnay, lime juice, and here's what I think the kicker is, ginger beer. Gives it a little bit of a pop. So you put was all that, those... T- was there pun intended there with the kicker comment? <laughs> Perhaps... Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> Dallas Cowboy uh, Cup, the kicker. You know. Cowboy the Cup, the kicker and everything. But it's a nice blue shade. It's a 
It's a, a refreshing margarita. It's not real sweet like a margarita is. That ginger beer really gives it a extra little spice. I won't say kick do you, anymore. Do you spice? But do uh, you salt the rim like Jerry Jones salts it's his the, breakfast it's sandwiches? The extra no, point, if you will. <laughs> no, I don't salt the rim like you do sandwiches. But if you see it out there, it's called the Cowboy Cocktail, Dallas Cowboys Cowboy Cocktail. It's really good. I I have I have enjoyed it not as much as I enjoyed Diet Coke and champagne, but it uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. And so, go Cowboys! A big win, big win this week for the Cowboys. Need to celebrate it. There we go. And then we look forward to another big win next week. And then we'll be right back here. Maybe maybe everybody will be drinking a Dallas Cowboy cocktail. Who knows? Next oh, week. there it is. You heard it here first, folks. All right. I think that will do it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. We'll be back next week to uh, wrap up the most exciting weekend of football and then look ahead to Championship Sunday. All right, y'all. I will catch you later. Peace. 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 Stay in here already. I just got to say that uh, I love uh, that we have a season that uh, Ben Roethlisberger didn't play at all, Aaron Rodgers didn't make the playoffs, and Brady got knocked out in the first round. I would almost take the Broncos season for this to have been the trade. <laughs> <laughs> did, did LJ sell his soul? Is that what happened so we could see all so his soul? <laughs> I mean, you know, just one season is yeah. all I needed. And then and then let's get it back. That's I'll follow the sword yeah. for one year to watch The problem is, is that the, the deal Champions. is for five years. So... <laughs> <laughs> ah well. Yeah, hey, I got a question. Get renewed with the devil. I got a question for Liff. Hey, did you do your ten day detox? I did. Yeah, I'm coming off of it, Tony. Are today. you off of it yet? Last today? Day. Today's last day. Yeah. Oh, today's no, last day. Today, today you can start bringing things back in uh, incrementally. So have like a, a little <laughs> bit of a cheeseburger, a little bit of a beer, that sort of thing. Yes, I mean, you, you, what, you, what you want to do is you want to see, you know, if I do this, does it keep me up at night? Does it upset my stomach? Does it cause inflammation in my hip? You know, blah 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 blah. So, so uh, that's 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 uh, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. No, it's interesting. So I think like flour, I did have something with some flour, some wheat in it the other day, and my hip kind of hurt a little. And inflammation, I think it does. That tends to inflame you. Sorry, that's old man talking, but I'm learning stuff, man. I'm learning about my diet and it makes a difference. <laughs> very cool, very cool. That's awesome. So flour makes your hips swell. It, 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 it's either that or nicotine or, or you know. Better did you bump a wall or something?